Today on episode 487 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we have a treat for you because we get a chat with my brother, Robert Knight. Finally. Hey, finally. Yeah, and, and I, you know, he's my real brother. I'm not just saying, like, hey, he's my brother. Finally bringing on some family on the podcast. I've asked him a couple times. He's hesitated. Well, he's so smart and he does so many things and he's so fun to talk to, but he's very humble and shy. So he's been a little bit uh, difficult to pin down. I'm really glad we finally got him on. But we get to talk about all of his businesses here in uh, Utah. We get to talk about Empire Merchandise. We talk about his coffee shop, The Insomniac. Uh, We talk about his barbecue restaurant and soon-to-be food truck. Can you imagine doing all that? We also talk about his CBD shop. And the guy's active up at the uh, Capitol Hill during legislative sessions because of all the vape laws here in Utah. Yeah, if you if you have questions, this guy is the guy to ask. But it was such a fun conversation. Plus, it was fun to share a few childhood stories, uh, stuff that him and I mischief. I don't know. <laughs> but before we do get into that, we should probably introduce ourselves. Probably. The brother of our guest, Mr. Christopher Hallfield, is the host of our podcast, and I am his gal pal, Chrissy. And if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you already know that. And welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, you might be asking yourself what it's all about. Well, we're here every week to showcase awesome people in Salt Lake City and surrounding areas. We get to talk to business owners, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, really anyone that might have a cool story to share. We forgot to wish you a happy birthday last week. Oh, I feel like I feel like this year we've been talking about my birthday longer than any other year. But Did we? thank you. Well, I usually try to avoid it. I don't feel like I've talked about your birthday at all. Aw, it's it's been a really nice birthday. But we actually got fun. to see some friends. Yeah, we had some friends over last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was birthday. so much fun. Well, thank you. A little bit older, a lot less wise. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know. So anyway, hey, do you miss going to movies? Well, you're in luck because this summer, the nonprofit Sundance Institute is kicking off a free new screening series for the locals to say thank you to its home state. The outdoor program will spotlight buzzy feature films and shorts from the 2021 Sundance Film Festival program and best, the admission is free. I'm so excited for this. Hey, to see the film lineup and to save your spot at these special outdoor and drive-in events in Park City in Salt Lake County, visit Sundance.org. And we'll see you soon, Utahns. And many thanks to Sundance Institute for being a sponsor of this podcast. All right, let's get into that conversation that we had with my brother, Robert Knight, as we talk about being a business owner here in Utah and... uh, just being a really, really busy business owner here in Utah. So enjoy the conversation. Here we go. Okay, so what made you decide to open up your very first, would you call Empire a vape shop or or is that that the technical term? Vape shop, yep. So I had a lot of corporate jobs, a lot of working for big, big companies, and most of them are not run very good. Yeah. Uh, the people in charge make terrible decisions and, uh, which affect a lot of people's lives. And I just couldn't stand it anymore. It was terrible. I had to go do my own thing. How long, when was it? Do you remember just roughly, do you, how many years ago was that? Uh, that five, you, six years ago. Is that all it's been? Right. It was right about when I yeah, met you guys. Okay. okay. Yeah. That is right. That is right. That's, it is right about when uh, Chrissy and I met. I remember just watching you, uh, open up your first location right. in Pleasant Grove. 
Uh, you probably don't know the address off the top of your head. Uh, you? 32080 State Road. Boom. There you go. That's the first uh, empire. What What was that like? I mean, do you, I mean, I'm sure you remember trying to open that store yeah. up, right? Because it was, it was tough even trying to get people to know you were there. Yeah, right? it was very like, tough. So it actually took us uh, almost a year to open up. I quit my job in January. That's uh, right. So you had no money coming in even uh, there either. You Just from, from Jeannie's income. Yeah. It took me about two weeks to decide what to do. I didn't really know what to do. All I knew was I was done. At your at the other job. At the other job. Yeah. I was done working for other people, making stupid decisions. And um, I said, I got to do my own thing. And we decided on a vape shop. I had recently quit smoking, mm-hmm. using vaping. To help you quit to smoking. To help me quit smoking. And I just thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And we should get more people to do this. And so... Um, I spent a lot of time researching the laws and uh, meeting people in the industry. We went to some conventions and expos and talked to other shop owners and stuff like that. And the hardest part was actually finding a location. There's so many terrible laws in Utah that have to do with, you know, proximity and stuff like that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Of where you can open. So once we found that, then. It was, it was all full just, speed ahead. Full speed ahead. <laughs> yeah. So it took, you, you said it took you yeah. a year to open the store. Was that because it took you a year to find a location or why did it take you a year? To um, open? It just kind of all added up. So, you know, it took me a, a month or two to kind of research everything and meet mm-hmm. people. We went around to every shop we could find making a pro and con list. What do we like? What do we not like? What do we want to put in our shop? What do we want to make sure and not put in our shop? not just products, but stuff like open windows. You know, we wanted it nice and bright and Mm -hmm. clear and clean because a lot of our customers are older generation. They don't want to go into a smoke shop that has Bob Marley posters on the wall. Just black walls. Black walls, blacked out windows. No, I I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. We did that for a while. And then honestly, it was a location was the hardest thing to find because you have not just the law. So the locations have to meet the law, the code. And then also it's the, the people that own the buildings are just so opposed. Two things, two, two things to, like to, vaping. To vape or, yeah. And especially six, five, six years ago when you yep, were trying especially. to start this. And they, you know, cause in their mind they see smoke shop and that's what they think of is the, yeah. the kind of hidden shop. That's, I don't know, not, well, most Maybe people, most people, something. you know, I, I think we all have a, a something in our mind for everything out there, right. really. And, and a lot right. of times that's not even an accurate description. Right. My question though, is Utah County. That's the next question. Right. It's like a vape, Why? you know, obviously is dealing with <laughs> yeah. nicotine, which is, right. you wouldn't think there's a lot of nicotine users in Utah County, but I, apparently there's enough to have a shop down there. Oh yeah, for sure. There's, um, so the, the nationwide smoking rate. So smokers are really the target demographic. Mm-hmm. The smoking rate nationwide is, uh, I want to say 16% or it was back then. Um, we won't hold you to any yeah. specifics. Utah is a little bit less, more like 14% or 12%, okay. but um, there's still, there's quite a bit. It's probably great though. Cause it could be even a discreet thing. So in case yeah. some, you know, especially Utah County, you know, you got a lot of 
people. Right. I just don't want everyone to know they're smoking. You know, hey, right. nothing against it, nothing against that. Right. But but vaping is a good alternative, probably for that. So it probably helps. Yep, for sure. But I mean, did you look at Salt Lake at first though at all? Um, yeah, I think everybody looks at Salt Lake just because there's so many people in yeah, Salt Lake. Like when yeah, right? so, okay. but we lived in Utah County, and yeah. and um, really, I wasn't thinking about oh, I got to be the 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 biggest and the best, biggest, ma- most massive shop around or anything like that. that. Wasn't the goal really? I didn't really care. I just said I just want something that could pay my bills and help people quit smoking. You know, yeah. so it didn't really have to be the biggest, the best, the you know, sure. But it took you a while. I remember in the beginning, talk about, I mean, you, you, you were, tr- some of the ways that you were trying to, uh, lure, lure, lure I don't, is that the perfect word? Lure. Lure. Wait, what? There's the word. Lure, yeah. lure people. people. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm over here. You, Let you, them know we're there. You had some creative ideas, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. like talk, like a sign on the back of your truck. Even. Right. I thought so, it was kind of cool. Um, even back then, the. Facebook, Google, those guys all say that vaping is tobacco. Oh, that's right. You couldn't put ads on so Facebook. So you can't advertise oh, the traditional way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I made a big, huge sign. I put on the back of my truck and aimed it over at Smith's. So everybody that went into Smith's saw my truck. Yeah, oh, that's right, because um, Smith's is right around for people that right, know that area. Yep. It's right around the corner. So, um, And then flyers and every literally everybody we talked to, I give them a business card or a gift card or something to the shop. And it didn't take too long for actually. to get repeat customers. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, like, what do you think it, it is that sets your vape shop apart? Is that, I don't know if, if you that question makes as sense. A customer, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I a customer. Yeah, as okay. a customer. Well, that's I right. Cause Christy's a customer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. a customer too. It's not that yeah. I'm not a customer, but I mean, I don't use vape products, but right. uh, Oops. I know Christy does. What I do. do you- and it, it's, uh, Rob knows how to make a comfortable environment for everybody. Okay. Like you feel very comfortable going in. It's not like you said, you know, I think that's what it truly is, is the experience that he provides. It's a very clean, safe feeling mm. ambiance. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. Well, thank you. That's actually exactly what we strive for um, is we want, you know, not just a selection and what people want, but when you come into our shop, your family, we welcome you and, and just comfort. We want you to be comfortable. And if you want to hang out there for an hour, we want that. So just, yeah, comfort. All right, you guys, we're going to take just a couple of minutes of your time. Tell you about one of our awesome sponsors, utahmarijuana.org. They're your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I want to give a shout out to Tim Pickett guys remember way back on episode 420 of this podcast when we brought Tim on the podcast and we kind of found out what it was like being a medical cannabis uh, doctor here in Utah. And now he's a sponsor of the podcast, which is <laughs> rad, utahmarijuana.org. They have a team of medical cannabis experts that make getting your medical card easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. And with over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. And right now, they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Just use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. Hey, and if you're in the North Salt Lake Bountiful area, check this out because utahmarijuana.org, they have a location right next door to Wholesome Co. The address is 580 West, 100 North, number four in Bountiful. 
So depending on where you're located at in the valley, they have a location like in Salt Lake, Bountiful there, uh, West Valley. Depending on where you're located in the valley, they have a location for you. So isn't it time that you took control of your own health? UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. Empire's going here in Pleasant Grove. Uh-huh. 328, whatever the state street. Yep. Right? Okay. You have that location running. You're like, I want to do something else. I want to start another business because yeah. this one isn't stressful <laughs> enough. Right. Just like, in case, you know. Just, just in case. I mean, because most Because nobody likes to sleep. Most people, right. like you said, just want to pay their bills. Right. And they're so, but you're like, I should open up a coffee shop, right? Cause the coffee shop was the next. Okay. So here's, here's a story with the coffee shop. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. So we had a, another local competitor came and moved in literally right next door to us. And they lied to the landlord to get in there. And then they, they would sit outside that shop and literally yell at my customers I tell them, don't go in there. Don't go in there. We're better. We're cheaper. So you're starting, you're trying to start a business. You don't even have any clients. I mean, you were probably about in tears because you're like, I don't know what to do. And you had a special mural made in there too. Like, No, 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 no. That's a coffee shop. Oh, I thought we were talking about the coffee shop. No. So right next door where the coffee shop is currently located is where this guy moved into. Yeah. And so he got kicked out of there. Uh, Okay. I know you're fine. You're fine. So this the guy, this guy's trying to get people to not go into your shop. Right. He's the, trying to do everything he can to get us shut down. Yeah. Because he was on the other side of town. He's a competitor, right? Yeah. And so, um, which I remember asking you, like, why would he open up a shop right, right next door? But the landlord had no idea no, he, because he lied to the landlord to get yeah. in there. Yeah. And so, uh, I told the landlord, he's, he's either got to get rid of him or I will. And, uh, so he took him to court. Uh-huh. And of course he lost because he lied to get into that spot. And so uh, part of me convincing the landlord to take him to court instead of me personally was I says, I'll take over that spot. You get him out of there and I'll take over the spot. And so the spot was mine. And after we got him out, it didn't take very long. Um, I said, what am I going to do in this spot? And, you know, I've got a lot of when I was younger, a lot of memories of hanging out at coffee shops and stuff like that. Yeah. And I didn't want a coffee shop that was like a Starbucks drive through. We don't even have a drive through, you know, it's, yeah. it's a coffee lounge. Right. So that was the idea. I says, great, let's put a coffee shop in here. So were you originally going to like figure out a way to even expand empire though? Wasn't that kind of even an original thought to take yeah, the wall and, out? And maybe? you know, that's, um, if anything ever happens to the coffee shop, like if we move it or anything like that, that's probably what we we'll Cause do. it's literally, I mean, for listeners to, I mean, it's literally right next door. Yeah. It's, it's boom, boom. And then, right yeah, which then there's another shop, which we'll get into here yeah. in a minute. But so the coffee shop, nicotine and then coffee again right. in Utah County. Right. I mean, is there enough coffee drinkers in Utah County? Um, there is. I, I mean, I'm, and I'm being kind of halfway silly at this point. Cause I mean, again, you know, it's probably a little more normal. Right. It's been a while since I've lived down there. It's interesting because when you think of Utah County, a lot of people think because of the church, it's, yeah, there's no know, booze. There's no, yeah, but it's really coffee, not that way. There's no it's, nicotine. It's all in the groups you hang out with and the friends that you have and stuff like that. There's, there's tons of, you should see how packed the liquor stores are down there. Yeah. A lot no, of I people remember, drink, a lot of I people remember, drink coffee. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is just because they're Mormon doesn't mean they don't do any of that kind of stuff. They still do it. 
So no. Jack, Jack Mormons do it in, uh, in hiding. Yeah, they just hide behind closed doors. But I think it's getting. But it, it's really a lot of people drink coffee. It's yeah. insane. So, you know, again, the idea was a coffee lounge. That took it took a while. Utah County doesn't quite understand to, that idea. Do you have live music there at all ever? Um, we have. I remember. Yet. Yeah, I don't know if we've talked. We haven't about yet. That. It's not really too big of a place, but we have, a we have enough. Player, there's maybe. enough area we could just do, do like a guitarist yeah. or, or solo guy. So the second business you opened up, you would think, okay, I've already done one. This is right. going to be easier, right? Right. Because I've already, I already know all this stuff. I know there's some steps to take, blah, blah, blah. Well, now you're doing a food place. Right. Was it easier or harder to start? Um, it's the insom- what's the name of the, ins- the insomniac? The insomniac. The insomniac. Yeah. So there are certain steps that are the same, yeah. you know, business license. So it made it easy, I'm sure, right? So that stuff was easy. But then there's also things that are just different, just completely 100% different. And that's the type of customers. So there's a lot of crossover with customers, people who vape and people who drink coffee. But then you have, you know, there's other customers that have no crossover. They don't vape. They don't anything like that. So standing out in a crowd Mm. as a coffee shop, that's kind of the, how do we do that? It was pretty easy for me because I did tons and tons of research on vaping Mm -hmm. and that industry. But the coffee stuff was just a little different. And also because my time was consumed with running the vape shop. So I didn't have as much time to dedicate to the coffee shop. So that's kind of been as we go, learning and changing and growing in the coffee shop as we go. When did you hire your first employee? Like how, how soon into that? Because I know you were doing everything at first, right? right? Like you were, I mean, I don't even think Jeannie, Jeannie was still working her other job, right? Yeah. She supported uh, us for a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why, but she wasn't able to help really at the other shop. No. So it's interesting. uh, um, When you start your own business, you all, there's this fear that like, oh, nobody's going to like me or nobody's going to like what I have to offer. Uh, But um, yeah, people came around and, and loved what we were doing. So it, it actually grew faster than I thought. And you were you like, I need created to, a community. Yeah. yeah and really. it just, you get to this point where you just can't physically do it all. And you're like, I need another worker right? and I need and, an employee. But it has to match the trajectory of sales. Yeah. And so, um, sometimes you, you might hire somebody before you can actually afford it, but you know that you have to have it in order to maintain a level of how do you, how do you know or, that though? Like, how did you know that? I mean, how, how do you know that? Um, I think when, when to take the next step. Yeah. I think when my sleep got down to like three hours a night or something, then I was like, okay, I got to hire somebody. Once you're like delusional yeah. every day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sounds right. people have even said that to me, like with this podcast, right? They're like, yeah. oh, you should hire. And, and it's hard because it's not like I'm really making a, yeah. much of any money from this podcast. Yeah. So it's then to hire out for that. You're like, gosh, that could really affect me financially. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm sure you have oh, the same sure. feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, but I guess worse comes worse. You fire the person to right? me. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, if, right. well, no, I mean, if you, if, if it didn't work out, it's not like right. you were out a whole lot. Right. I think to me, it's like saying, when do I have kids? Yeah. I'm well, yeah. It's when are you ever the ready? Right time. That's what yeah. Chrissy told me. It's always said. the right That's time right. or it's never <laughs> the right time. I, yeah. who knows? There's no book that says, when this, this, and this happens, that's when you hire or that's when you have kids. 
it like the stars will never align. Yeah, because he's just like, just do it. Yeah, and if you if you if you're just going through your budget and stuff like that, then you say, okay, we can afford it now. You know, we might have to eat ramen or something, but yeah. we have to take this next step and hire those employees. So we still have our first employee, by the way. Do you really? Yes, we did. You didn't. Have, that's awesome. That's yeah. You, you, you yeah. just wanted to make sure. Are you the first employee? I, no. Eh, eh. <laughs> we have the first two. First, still have two. The first wow. two employees. First two, and that's that's. All. Is it tough? I mean, because that I could have. I mean, I've never been in your situation. But to me, I would be like, man, they're going to rip me off. They're going to steal my money. Yeah. They're going to steal all my vape products. They're going to, you, you don't know, right? right. Like, I mean, it's hard enough to invite a friend over sometimes to your house because you don't want them to steal stuff, right? right. Like, well, I guess that's not really a friend if they're going to steal stuff. <laughs> but you know what, what, I'm, you know you what I'm trying yeah. to say here. Absolutely. So how yeah. did you get over that obstacle? So in my previous uh, life as an employee, yeah. then I did a lot of hiring and firing you kind of learn what to look for in people, but that was the beauty of me running the shop all day, every day myself was, um, I got to know all the customers very, very well. And, and I would sit there and just BS with them for hours. And so, uh, when people would come in and say, Hey, are you hiring? Then I already knew that person. And so it, I could say yes or no, like right off the bat. And that still kind of happens now. We just bring on customers, really. Yeah, we bring on customers. And because number one, you we bring know on advocates. They know, yeah. yeah. They know what we offer because they've been buying it. They know they know everything about the shop other than being an employee. And we just bring them on to the family that way. So it's actually not that hard. In the coffee shop, there's a there's a mural. There's a really rad mural. Let's talk about this. So you what made you want to put this a mural like that up? It's, it's, how would you describe um, it? I mean, what made you want to put this up beautiful? in the coffee shop? Yeah. I, I don't really know. I just said, I got to have, I, I want art in here. I want art. I want local art. We sold like smaller pieces of local art at the vape shop, but I wanted something on the wall. I just wanted um, something impressive. When you walk in the door, just impressive. And so I actually, the, well, think the, that oh, it's gonna say the reason I want to tell is because th- this artist Swirl yeah. did it, and I know a lot of listeners of this show. From what I've gathered, they like to take pictures of his art. So I mean, they should come down to the coffee shop oh, to for get sure. it because I'm sure they might not even know it exists. Right, and I think that it was actually th- it might have been through your show. Yeah, I, well, I, I remember you I asked me some came across him or that I asked you if you knew anybody. Yeah, and that's how I, I think I got in contact with him. How many hours did you remember how many hours that took him to do or how long that took him to paint it? No, I didn't sit there and watch him do it. It was over. It was over about a week. Well, I'm sure I, I didn't know if he said it or something, if, if it was ever mentioned how many hours. It no, took. I, all I know is it took about a week. We rented a, a scissor lift for him uh-huh. and yeah, it took about a week and it was like right before we opened, I think or so. So we were kind of getting down to the wire for opening and. Um, it was not stressful at all, right? It was not stressful. What are you going to do though That's when you want to move out of there, man? You should take it down somehow. I don't, I don't know if you can like move the. the it's going to have to go digital can at you that peel point. It off, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what people. I guess you just kind of you're just you SOL. Just and you're just and, yeah. yeah you you're just take as many pictures as you can and. <laughs> Save know. them in a scrapbook. Does it, yeah. As yeah. a business, okay, that's a good, interesting question. Then, as a business owner, do, do you have to put? do you put much thought into that type of thing? Like, is this going to, how long, you know, are we going to be here? How much, how 
permanent is this fixture going to be? I mean, a little bit. It's not definitely not a determining factor because um, at least not for me, when I want something to look the way I want it to look. And, you know, I'm trying, again, I'm trying to create that atmosphere of welcome, of ease for the customer. So I really don't care if it stays or if it goes, you know, I have a lease, I signed a lease. It's, I don't sign short-term leases, probably a five-year or 10-year lease. Um, so it's at, worth the investment. for Yeah, you definitely point. worth the investment. At some point, it's going to become worthless anyways. You're either going to write it off or um, something like that. But really, I don't care if it stays or if it goes. If it's if it served helping its to create purpose, that atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Right? Serve the purpose while it was going on. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I was just curious. I mean, because I've this is what's crazy to me. It goes back to the beginning, right? Uh-huh. Like, I've always had these nutty ideas, business ideas, right? Yeah. I never opened a store like that. And then here you are opening up a store yeah. like that. And, and I mean, you'd come home like every week and be like, he opened up a new store. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the doing this. That's what it was. I mean, then that kind of goes on to the next. Was it the Empire in Salt Lake or was it the Holy Grail that you did next then? Salt Lake. It was Salt, Salt, Salt Lake. Lake, the Salt Lake store. So I had a customer come in and he says, Hey, there's a spot in Salt Lake you have to check out. So this guy worked at the Beehive Social Club. Yeah. Which is right next door to where we are now. And so I went up there, I looked, I did a bunch of research uh, on the area. Uh-huh. Um, it's the old Radio Shack building for listeners. Right. Yeah. And I saw in the plans, there's uh, tons and tons of apartments coming in, um, redoing some of State Street, redoing some of Main Street. Um, the, that stuff is finally starting to happen. So they're adding a track stop over there. There's a massive office building going in. Uh, but I saw all this stuff coming. So I said, this is a great location. I have to take this. And so I think actually we were working on the coffee shop at the same time as the Salt Lake location. That's right. You were trying to open up both of them at the it same time. It just kind of happened. I would never, well, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't do that on purpose again, but it just kind of happened. Yeah. Wouldn't you say though, that that's how most successful businesses operate though? It's like, Something, ha- you know, an opportunity arises. Yeah. You kind of have to like roll with it and if pivot to. becomes necessary. You pivot and yeah. For sure. And that's one thing that I attribute our success to is being able to change and pivot and adjust quickly. Where did you learn that? I don't, I don't know. Probably cartoons. No, I mean, <laughs> no. cartoons. I like that. Answer. The Roadrunner. He did a great I, yeah. job. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't even know. I don't even know if you've had like any business coaches or anything like that. Well, I mean, I, I went to school for business management, Yeah. but when I did that, my focus was I wanted to be a, a like an investment portfolio manager. So I got an emphasis in finance and banking and I wanted to manage portfolios like stocks. I was obsessed with stocks. And so I didn't, management really wasn't really my focus, but at the same time, I I had corporate jobs. And so- um, You kind of like pieced it together. Yeah. I just kind of pieced together. I just made yeah. it all up as I went, you know? <laughs> hey, it's exactly what, uh, you know, what we say in the tech industry, at least all the time. Like you have to pivot. You have to be focused. Yeah. You have to be flexible. Sure. To be able to adapt for sure. quickly. For Absolutely. sure. I mean, I remember even having discussions about that as the Salt Lake uh, location of Empire was opening with you. You're just like, well, if, if this doesn't work, I'll go another direction. I mean, yeah. I mean that's kind of what you have to do, I think, oh, as sure. a business owner. 
what's the look for, for Salt Lake? Cause obviously a lot of our listeners are probably in the Salt Lake area. Right. So they should visit the, the empire locate. What's the empire. In so Salt the Lake address or? there is 680 South state. Yeah. You're right. Right downtown. Right there. downtown. Yeah. It's uh it's yeah, super lo- handy. I love that location. It's yeah. very handy. Freeway's easy and close. Okay, well, actually, let's talk about this then for a minute. How did you stay sane? Because you still live in Utah County. Right. Right? Uh, how did you stay sane opening up a shop in downtown Salt Lake City? Yeah. And while you're trying to open up the coffee shop. Yeah. And you still didn't. I don't even think you had that many employees yet. Uh, uh, we we had it, enough. And so, I mean... Were you still expected to be in Pleasant Grove a lot? So how did you, I mean, how did you do that? How did you oh, So by crazy? this time we had enough employees that I could step away completely from the PG store. So I still did like the ordering and But you're like, I, I can't like be in there. Yeah. But as far as like actually being there during open hours, we had employees for that. And then when we opened Salt Lake, I used all of our PG employees to staff the Salt Lake location. Because again, I hired people that were customers before it was, and I didn't have that in Salt Lake. Right. So, and I didn't have the time to staff Salt Lake myself. So, uh, we used the, the Pleasant Grove employees to start the Salt Lake shop. And then as those customers came in, then, um, we drew from that for hiring new employees. So now it's pretty much fully staffed by. Look at that. He local employees. That's how you get them too. Word of mouth, getting to know people. That's the best way to find quality employees. I don't think a lot of business owners can even grasp the simple concepts like this that you're even talking about. Like they don't. Like being human. Yeah. I mean, do you feel, okay. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't think I asked. I I know we were talking just a second about your schooling a second ago, but do you feel like doing that business schooling helped you to be able to make some Um, decisions? Honestly, no. I, I would. Discourage but it probably school. helped you a little bit, right? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think I'm so. I'm on board with that. School's overrated. Uh, school's way overrated. I think school is for like doctors. Right. Things um, that require licensing or yeah, very special Specialized yeah. skills. But but really, the, the most beneficial thing about schooling is the networking part because that's really what you use. Is, is who you know. But, but I mean, okay, even hiring employees. But again, it goes back, you were saying that, you were saying how you- Well, I, I always said this is one of my superpowers. Yeah, though, is, yeah, yeah, that's right, because you had other being jobs. able to read people and, and know people Yeah. after just a conversation with them or just getting to know them. And I can kind of see what kind of people they are. Well, why do you think some businesses survive and some don't? Why do you think you've been able to survive and some people maybe haven't? Well, I don't, one of the greatest- things about our company is our employees. Like our employees are their family, hmm. their family to us. And I feel like with all our employees, they all have our back, you know, especially with the pandemic we've, you know, there's points we had to cut back hours and whatever. And, um, they have, they have our back. We have their back. It's just, yeah, that's helped us. I, I don't know. Well, I think having a good, boss because you and I, we both have had crappy jobs. Oh yeah, for sure. And if it, if we had a better manager or boss, I'm sure we would have loved the job, but it was yeah. just a You always know boss. something went to hell when it says under new management, right? Yeah. It's all about management. Like, or, see, I, I've or never thought about that. I've never, I've, yeah. I've never thought about the whole, like looking at it that way. I like, really think the way that you like, manage, even if management. you have fantastic employees, if you cannot efficiently manage them, you're going to fail. Oh yeah. It's so important. Oh yeah. 
Definitely. Because, yeah, I mean, I see the way you treat your employees and it's good. I mean, you even go on trips with them sometimes and you well, do this things, is, you know. I, I tell I tell them that I may not be the highest paying job they've ever had, but my goal is when they look back that they can say that was my favorite job I ever had. That was the best job I ever had. I didn't make the most, but I was treated right. I was treated like family. And that actually kind of brings me to like, the goal, like I have all these different businesses and, you know, it's so hard to survive in the world today on your own. I've had really, really good paying jobs. And it just seems like you always get something thrown at you. Like, a you save, like you save, car. you save your motor blows yeah. up in your car. Yeah. You or save, you save, you save. Or ugh, yeah. Something. Your water heater goes out or whatever. Right. And so who do you lean on? You lean on family. And that family doesn't include just blood, but it's also, you know, our employees for us. And so if we can have, and people ask me, why do you have different stores? What's with the, well, there's diversification, you know, we want different industries so that. Now, when you say different stores, like a coffee shop and a vape shop type different. Right. Okay. And so we don't want just all our eggs in one basket. We want different industries too. If you had a pile of money to invest, you don't put it all in gold bars, and even if you put it all in gold, you you can diversify a little bit and say mining, equipment, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, that's why I want a grocery store. You want, you want to open up a grocery a store? A grocery store. Like a, like a, like like, a corner mart or something, right? Like a Harmons or something. Yeah. Maybe but, not quite that big. Okay. okay. <laughs> Slow down. Kind of like Slow the going okay, I'll do it that big. Jade, that's fine. Have you been to uh, Jade Market downtown? Have yeah. you been there? Uh-uh. They're on three, uh, 200 South, right? Yeah, I used to live, South they're like a little downtown market. Yeah. Right? I just, I want something like that where our employees can go in and our employees get, you know, for cost, groceries for cost. I want a car dealership, just a used car dealership where our employees can go in and get cars for cheap. So what you need to do is just start a town. But are all business people then, like this? <laughs> it'll be a self-sufficient I've actually thought town. of that. I actually would be on board with that. That'd be rad. Is this common in business like to no, diversify so. as much like this? Cause I mean, I don't know a lot of the, you know, the businessmen of yeah. downtown. Cause I mean, I know you've mentioned, Oh, you know, so-and-so owns that place. And so do you find most people get, no, into- most people stick in the same industry. Yeah. That's because you stick with what you know. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's You're hard to change industries this. because you have to hit that learning curve every single time. And right. that, that can get exhausting. But you want to do a car, you want to diversify. Yeah. And I, I like, I don't want like a big national chain grocery store. I just want a little corner mart that can help our employees out. Rob's market. You know, I want, yeah, I want that, you know, just, just to help everybody get by a little better. Dude, that was one of my favorite things about working at 7-Eleven years ago. Yeah. Was uh, that they gave me like a tab. Yeah. Right? So I could spend like a hundred dollars a week there. Yeah. But it was great because a lot of times, I mean, especially you're working at Seven Eleven, like you're not making a ton of money. So you might need a loaf of bread or right. something like that. And it's like, do you write it down? They take it out of your paycheck. Right. right. Like, so I don't know if you do a similar type yep, thing. We do. With your employees, but that was such a nice thing because especially at that time, again, if you needed a loaf of bread or, you know, a pack of cigarettes or something, then you could just put it on your right. tab. And, and, and so it did, I could see how, you know, having that available to employees would be nice. Right. Yeah. I just, I've always wanted that leg up, you know, mm-hmm. to, or to be able to offer that or get that to somebody. And so that's kind of what, a, what I focus on or what I 
look at next. Or, I like you know, that because you're just putting karma out. You're just yeah. doing what you wish someone would have done for you. And that right. can only, it can only spawn good things, right. I would think. And that's, you know, that's another reason for the diversification is to stabilize what we're doing so that, you know, that's when I, if I lose sleep at night, which I don't sleep a whole lot, but if I did lose, Dude, you gotta <laughs> get if, sleep, if you had man. sleep to lose, if I had sleep to lose, it wouldn't be for me because I know that I can go out and get a corporate job tomorrow. I don't think I would be happy. I'm probably unemployable, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> I could probably, that's, that's what I would do and I would be okay. But you know, at this point we have 35 employees and that's who I worry about. Does it keep you up at night sometimes? Yeah. I, yeah. I do a lot of thinking. About, about I mean, 35 employees. And yeah. Families. About 35 employees. And like, what would happen if everything came crashing down? And you know, that's the stress that I had during the pandemic is holy cow, if something happens. What, what am I going to do with, with all our people, you know? So were you proactively considering options before the pandemic got really bad and everything had to shut down? Were you kind of figuring out how you could manage all the people and keep everything open? Um, I, you know, I think, or you tried not to think about it too much, probably, right? Yeah. Well, I avoided not thinking that, about yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to so. say, Chrissy, a lot of times I'll try to sit and have a discussion with her and she'll be like, I just can't think about it. I'm like, all right, man, I, 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 I can respect that because sometimes you just can't. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't think about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, to me, there was just so many unknowns. Yeah. And it was hard because, as you know, yeah. right at the beginning, it turned political. Sure. And that, I thought that was the most terrible part was it just turned political and then it, it separated everybody into, well, basically Weird. two you, camps. You know, us, you against me type of yeah, thing. Everybody's was, against each other. Right. And that was terrible. And, and it makes it harder to figure out what the truth is and it makes it harder to figure out what to do. So, but really there was no planning. It was, it was. I think it was impossible to kind of, I mean, we really, I don't yeah. think anyone really saw what. You couldn't Sorry, predict I mean, anything. And then, yeah. I mean, I mean, all that like weird, the earthquakes, trees blowing uh, over, like everything was weird. I oh. was, I was at work and they're like, you're going home. You're working from home. You get like, today's the last day. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, okay, we'll be back in two weeks. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Have not been back since. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody knew. Yeah. And then the trees and the earthquake, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. I wasn't surprised by anything. Really? No, I was ready for no. aliens, man. I was like, dude, I, aliens are there coming. There are. There are aliens. Just keep <laughs> no, your isn't eyes that, open. Do you, I don't know. That's a whole nother topic. But there's <laughs> we should, a lot we more stuff talk conspiracy for aliens yeah. coming out, man. There's a lot more. St- I'm like, man, maybe they're out there. Maybe, you know, yeah. I, I watched some X-Files. I'm not sur- I would not be surprised. Yeah, maybe, they're, surprised maybe, they're a mo- maybe, maybe you're really a lizard person. I could be. <laughs> nah, and nah. I just want to know if there's another life form that's not carbon-based or if they're all carbon-based. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> no? before okay. we get before we get too distracted here, because I want to throw the biggest kicker of all okay. into this whole mix. You decided to uh, well, you didn't open a barbecue joint. Right. The barbecue joint was already open, but right. you decided to become the owner of right. a barbecue restaurant. I, what? Why? Right. Like yeah. uh, what? Why? I don't know. Because restaurant okay. you know, makes uh, definitely well, the best. Uh, you know, you're, what's it called? The yeah. ratio of income to well and the margin just I mean, profit margin again real good. you so have to learn how to run a completely different business yeah. you have to run it learn how to man even employees managing employees i'm sure it's right. completely different 100 percent different so even like, from the coffee shop it's just so different so so when we opened the vape there, shop yeah then 
Mike, the guy who opened this restaurant, opened that. The Holy it's Grill. called the Holy Grill. Was that that's always been the name of it, right? That's always been the name. We kind of added it, we changed it to the Holy Grill and Bar because we brought in alcohol. Nice. Um, but he opened that up about the same time we opened the vape shop. And he would bring me recipes and he'd say, hey, What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And we just kind of became friends. When he decided he didn't want to do it anymore, uh, and he was he was just a guy with who loved to cook. He loved to barbecue. And he won tons and tons of awards. Uh, you know, I think he went to like the Texas National Barbecuing Championships and uh, placed in there. And um, when he just decided not to do it anymore, but but he wasn't a business guy. And so that's, it's two completely different things. Everybody thinks, oh, I want my own business. Well, it depends how you do it because you maybe you don't, you yeah. know? So he wanted to barbecue. He wanted to make money doing it, but it was running a business, which was not what he, his expertise was in. So he said, I'm shutting it down. I'm closing this down. And we just sat down and had a lot of conversations with him. And, and I said, well, I'll take your barbecue. So <laughs> right? And then you afterwards you're like, what did I just do? I was like, that oh. one's mine and that one's mine. Yeah. <laughs> and it was right next door to That's the coffee awesome. shop. So it just kind of so made it's sense. It's like literally one, two, three, right? One, two, three, all, all, right all right next, next to, to each, each other. other. And so... Um, that has been super interesting. Uh, but again, the, the, in the vape with the vape shop, it's all the people in the industry. There's a lot of community, a lot of friendships. And this, it's the same way with the restaurant. It's actually a, a tight knit community. Like everybody's willing to help everybody. And you have any questions you can ask anybody and they'll, they'll tell you where to go or who can help you or stuff like that. So it's been very interesting. What kind of, what kind of food, what barbecue at, at the whole, what, like what, uh, I mean, what are some of the things like brisket burgers? So I, I, I think in barbecue is so, um, there's so many different ways to cook barbecue, yeah, right? Yeah, right? So you have like wet, dry. So we use a dry rub. I think we've looked into it. Southern Texas style, yeah. I think would be the definition. Sure. Um, we've, we've taken and, and changed, all the recipes, this has taken us two and a half years. We, he was using frozen meat. Um, we took, and it's all fresh from a local butcher now, um, the best cut you can buy. And we get no complaints now. The only complaints we get is that it takes too long to get to the table sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so was it, was it tough to keep that going during 2020? Was holy, was where, what was the toughest business during well, 2020? Uh, the vape shop stayed about the same. The coffee shop, I didn't feel like we could comply very easily with the rules that the local health department put out. So we just shut that down for a few months. Um, the barbecue was actually kind of easy. One of the changes we made when we took over was um, we brought in DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub. And so we already had those platforms in place to switch to takeout. And so when we, we shut the lobby down for in dining in and everything just switched over to takeout. So, I mean, business slowed down a little bit. Are people still using sure. a lot of that takeout Grubhub and stuff oh, like for, that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, that might be one of the best things about the pandemic is that yeah. people oh, figured absolutely. out how to use those. Well, I mean, my opinion is people that were maybe leery or afraid or Or people who made fun of me for doing it so yeah. much. Oh, she, they, Christy does it all the time. Yeah. I, they it's were, a problem. Yeah. 
<laughs> they, they didn't want to use the, those kind of apps and those kind of things. And, or maybe they didn't want to pay the, the fees or whatever, mm-hmm. but once you use it, you're not afraid of it anymore. And so I think that's kind of what happened to a lot of people. But as a business owner, I mean, we brought other restaurants into on, on the podcast, obviously uh-huh. other, and they say they financially like Grubhub and then just kill them. Just the fees that they take, like, cause um, I know that margins are, are bad for, you know, obviously I don't know your margins, but yeah. from what I understand, most restaurants have very tight margins. Restaurant. Yeah. It's super tight. Super so, tight so margins. how does Grubhub and them not completely kill you? Um, I think that if all we were doing were those, it would kill us for sure. Uh, but you know, now that we, our dining room is fully open again, it's all it is, is kind of extra stuff. It's not, um, what we depend on to pay the rent to sure. pay our employees. You know, that's all dine in. Are people coming out again? Have you noticed oh, I mean, yeah, restaurants 100%. are full? People aren't afraid to go out there and nope. that's awesome. Yeah. I've we, noticed a lot of that. We've too. had to take, we've, we've added another 30 seats to our lobby. It's we've had to because we're just so packed. Wow. It's just crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Any way to make it bigger? No, 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 no other uh, business you could take over be, there. <laughs> knock down the walls of the coffee shop. Yeah. We, we, we did bring in some, um, you know, outdoor stuff during the pandemic. Oh, um, outdoor seating. Outdoor seating. Well, so what, uh, where do you see like things going with the Holy Grail? Like, where do you okay. see, like, where do you, do you have a long-term goal there at all? Uh, yeah, kind of. I, so my goal with the barbecue is not to have like a chain of restaurants. No. I, I'm not interested in that. The problem with barbecue is it takes a certain amount of care and love to, smoke your meats. And that's very, very difficult to replicate. I've, I don't think I've ever had chain barbecue that I liked ever. It's just super difficult to replicate that. And so when What's that Dickies or something, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. So I, that's not my goal. I don't want that. I'm satisfied with just one single location, maybe two, maybe three. So what we've got in the works is a food truck, yeah, especially in Utah, every city almost has some kind of summer celebration uh, where they like food trucks. So yeah, events um, are going again, man. Things are, are going yeah. again. So we have a food truck. It's not, um, it's still a taco truck at the moment, but. <laughs> no, uh, I, I remember it, it's um, parked in the, your house. There. Yeah. I can remember coming down there and I was like the heck does he got going on now? Right. Like, cause you know, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea that you, you know, and it's, it's obviously still got all the information from the previous food. You're right. And so I had no idea. Why is this random? I mean, cause it shouldn't be there normally, yeah. you know, I talked to that guy I bought it from. He says, people, I need to cross his phone number. Are now. they still people calling him people up? still call him up and be like, oh, Hey, we no. need you to come and cater this. No kidding. Yeah. People do that. I didn't even know people so, did that. I know. That's when do you commitment. want to get that going, man? When's the goal? Uh, my that? plan was, was this summer, but I mean, Obviously, that was before yeah. pandemic stuff. And yeah. um, we also had another development just come up. So oh, wow. What do you got? There's a, a bar in, in Salt Lake here yeah. that has an empty kitchen and we're going to bring our barbecue up to this kitchen. Okay. Okay. So we're ex- way excited about that. So you're going to have your barbecue available in Salt Lake then full time? Full time. Yeah. No kidding. Is, can we talk? the name? I don't know. I mean, let's not, we don't need to say the name. Uh, or, 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 it might not. Or don't say the name. And if you can't, well, I don't, when, just, when are you looking? When it's still in the so works? We've or been what? working on this for a couple months. The kitchen was not used in a while. Yeah. And so we've cleaned it up and it didn't have all the equipment that we needed for, barbecue. So, 
Um, so you're going to have to staff it and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's all my staff. All it's all our staff. So, uh, it's, and it's a little difficult to find people. I've heard that for everybody right now. Yeah. So, so once we find, and I think like I can draw, I've already talked to a bunch of our employees. We can draw from our current employees to go do some of that, like serving and, and whatever temporarily, you know, they, they love it. Cause I pay them, I pay them to you know, ex- extra to go do yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so we can do that for a little bit, but I, I really, I still need cooks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But as soon as we can get at staff, I think we can go. Okay. Like so in the next week or two. So, it, well, I mean, let's throw this out there then if this is okay. Maybe if uh, somebody's in Salt Lake and they, they think they would make a good fit to work there, I mean, they could reach out to you oh, somehow sure. maybe, and then you could even coordinate like where you're located and stuff like that Absolutely. at that point. And what I was thinking even for listeners, we could throw it up in our Facebook group, the I'm Salt Lake community, or, you know, we can even mention on another episode, hey, you know, go check out the Holy Grail's going to, you know, at such and such, right. uh, you know, to get, get some people sure. to go try it out, you know. So I, I think the idea is like, where does this, as far as the, the Holy Grill goes, for me, it's just uh, maybe some multiple revenue streams, but just the, basically the one restaurant, you know, we're looking at bottling our sauces and selling our rubs and sauces. Maybe even at like um, the downtown farmer's market. Yeah. Wherever we can. I'm uh, actually having an uh, appointment to talk to some Amazon specialists to get some stuff listed on Amazon. What would you do different? If you could go back and start all of this whole journey different, would you do anything different from, I, from the very first empire you opened up? Um, I think if I could go back even further than that, I would say like start sooner, start younger, do it. Don't be afraid to fail because most of the stuff I've learned from something I failed at. Yeah. Fail forward, fail fast. Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. That's where you learn and that's where you grow is not just from successes, but- also, what went wrong? Okay, let's not do that again. So then when you do the same thing, you don't make those same mistakes. So um, I would say start younger. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. Just do it. Research, 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 and just do it. Just go for it. Do you think fear holds most people back from doing things? Uh, or, what, fear, or what do you think the biggest thing holds Yeah, I think back? it's two things. I think it's fear and comfort. Yeah. You're afraid of... The unknown. Yeah. So you don't know, am I, am I going to lose my house? Am I going to lose this? And then there's the comfort. You, you get in this comfort zone and you don't want to do anything different. And this is why people stay in crappy jobs too, mm-hmm. because yeah. it's the comfort thing. Well, I'm already here. Yeah. Here. It's so much extra work to go yeah. find something else. And then, you, yeah. and then it, it also, it, but it, it ties in so much to the unknown. Or that and job pays you just enough. Right. I'm going to leave. Okay. Here's another quarter. Yes. Fine. Another $10. You know how that is though, man. When you get that quarter raise, all of a sudden you figure out you're getting an extra 15 bucks or something. You're stoked. You are so excited. Yeah. You're so excited. Oh, isn't that, that's so horrible. Anyways, I think that's the the two things that hold people back. Yeah. It's just the fear of the unknown and the comfort of where you are. And that's, but then again, that's what you get rewarded for by doing those things that other people don't want to do. Right. Right. And so everybody else is afraid I'll do it. And that's some of the jobs I had when I was a kid, you know, raking up goat poop and, Oh, I remember that. He's yeah. not even kidding. We, that was really a job yeah. of his. Like you guys, really? Yeah. <laughs> Walked really to neighbor's house. I forgot it. You were a bit of an entrepreneur. Yeah. I've heard that's, stories. That's right. That's right. I do remember I that now. I've stories for you. I was 
the first one of the first things I did was they had a store like a Costco called Smart and Final. Yeah. And I went down there and bought bags of candy. Yeah. And I walk around and yeah. sold this to all the neighbor kids. Yeah. Until the neighbor kids' parents complained yeah. to mom about the kids were digging in their purses for money to buy candy for me. So remember those smoke bombs you used to make with the, yeah. with the match heads? Yeah. You would cut off all the match heads, put them in the masking tape, and then you would sell those. Yeah. You, I remember that now. You, you, you were making the smoke bombs and, and selling those, man. It was, anything, anything I could sell. Yeah. I, read, I think you were even taking those to church and hustling them at church. I may be using them every now and then too. Yeah. Was, well, here, let's you know. demonstrate it here really quick. We can, no, I I guess there's some. I raised rats. That's right. That's right. I told Chrissy about oh, all the yeah, how many about how, the rats, but like sixty rats at one time. Yeah, at one time. So this is and this is before I had a driver's license. Yeah. So my thing was I would ride around on my bike to all the thrift stores. Yeah. And oh, there's an aquarium. I buy that and I would ride an aquarium home on my bike, like and bird cages and yeah. anything that would hold another rat. That and I could you would breed. jimmy rig them together and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. And then I went to the sawmill and got free sawdust. I would sell the rats to pay for the food, to buy more rats, to, yeah. So it, I supplied all the pet stores in Ventura County <laughs> with, the, with the pet rats. And they, you know, they would. And then you got into snakes and tarantulas and stuff like that, though. Too. Yeah. I didn't breed it. Yeah. That was just for fun. It was our ghost. There's, There's a, a few uh, standard Salt Lake City related questions okay. that we ask everybody that comes through here, man. Sure. I know you live down in Utah County, but you're in Salt Lake a lot. And so I know you probably get opportunities to do stuff, but let's even talk about, so one question I like to ask people is like, Hey, we have family and friends that visit us and they're like, Hey, show me around, show me some cool stuff in town. I mean, I'm sure you got one or two places you take people to, right? When they come to town or visit, like, I mean, people have said the temple or park city. I don't know, man. You got a place you like to take people to, um, or show off what, like what, or bridal veil falls. I don't know. So I'm a, I'm an outdoor person. Yeah. I, the past few years since we've started these businesses, I haven't done a whole lot, but I like to go camping. Yeah. I like to go fishing. So show off those places. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so for me, it's all outdoors. So that's what I really love about Utah is yeah. outdoors. Cause you have mountains, you have desert, you have lakes, you have the sand dunes, you have everything super close. And so if, um, if you have an opportunity, if I had an opportunity, then that's what I would do is yeah. take people to show people that if it's something in the city, um, that's, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, no, that's fair enough, man. What about like favorite local eating spot? You got a favorite place, especially when you come down to uh, your empire in Salt Lake. Is there any places around there that you like to eat at? Uh, I like all different kinds of food. And so it, I guess it depends what kind of food I'm after. Uh, if I, if I want kind of, like a bar, Lucky Thirteen. Oh yeah, hands down, love that place. Yeah, closer. I do. I like Zest. Uh, also, next door to us is the Mark of the Bistro. Yeah, so Ooh, I've I, heard about their their like the vegan fried chicken there. Yeah, or chicken, chicken and nuggets or something. Mm, chicken yeah. and waffles. I gotta go try it. It's so funny, man, because you used to give me so much crap back in the day for being <laughs> vegan, and now you're chowing down <laughs> vegan food. Yeah, but I, it's diversification. Yes, diversification. Agreed. Yeah, but that was back when like, like all if we that's had was all you tofu, ate, I think. Yeah. That was when mom was making every meal with tofu. Yeah. <laughs> and you were just like, oh man, again. Ah. <laughs> uh, but but she was just Chris. open the package and plop it on a plate. Oh, yeah. Oh, There's really? different ways to cook it. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. slice it up really thin. It's Put like, some honey on it. It's, it's fine. like cheese. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. 
<laughs> is there is there anything you would change about Salt Lake if you could? Like, let's just say you were the mayor or something. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's several things. I mean, about Salt Lake, there's not a whole lot. I don't know. It's different. Utah. There's some it's things I would Utah. change about Utah. Yeah, Utah. I really dislike the legislature. Sure. Um, Fair enough. And the way that it's run, it just... Uh, it very rarely takes into account what the people want. It's, it's super special interest stuff. And we all know that the church runs most of, yeah, and you, I mean, cause you've got say yes or no to stuff with up at the Capitol. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you've had to with the, I'm up industry, at the Capitol yeah. all session, every session. Um, I just don't like the way it's, it's not very representative of the people, but Salt Lake, I definitely think. Um, I really, we, we have a huge homeless problem here. And since we opened our Salt Lake shop, I see it all day, every day. Yeah. Um, they're right I, across the street. There's the, a big, yeah, big group right, right across, across the street. street. Yeah. And we, we have, um, a huge drug problem in Utah and I don't know what the solution is for the, the homeless population or the drug use, but something has to oh, be done. It, yeah. it can't, it can't keep going on like it is now. And I know people that, you know, this is their daily fight is, you know, helping the homeless population or uh, drug in the drug recovery world and stuff like that. But I, I think that's where the focus should be is on those two things, drug recovery and the homeless population. Anything else you want to talk about before we completely wrap this up, man? I know. I mean, I, I don't want to hold you up here anymore. I mean, it was it was it was great to finally get you yeah. on the podcast, finally uh, I didn't know if there's anything you want to promote or anything you want to really talk about. I mean, we'll of course, give the addresses of all your locations and, and, and all of that. And I'll have those at IamSaltLake.com with this episode as well. But I didn't know if there was anything you wanted. Um, not really. I didn't have any preconceived ideas okay. of what this would be. I, I didn't. Well, really and I know, know we just skimmed the surface. I want to make yeah. sure people, you know, go try the coffee shop, especially if you live down there. Go, yeah. go try it out. I mean, you got sandwiches and stuff there too, or no? Because mm-hmm. yes. I know we didn't really get into the menu. Yeah, and we stuff. have. We have specialty toast, gourmet toast. We have avocado, avocado toast. Paninis. Oh. Yeah, avocado. We gotta have the avocado. Toast. <laughs> gotta. Yeah, we have paninis and stuff like that. Very um, cool. Yeah, I feel like we skimmed the surface too, but that's it was such a big surface. Well, like, you yeah, have you su- kind of do, do a lot. You have yeah. such a fascinating story in that way of, I mean, even adding to the very end of how you spend so much time on Capitol Hill as you're trying to run these businesses. Yeah. And I mean, if it wasn't, like you said, your employees, Yeah. you know, and, uh, but, well, cool. What, I mean, do you want to run down some addresses? I, I don't know. I mean, sure. is that too many? So let's, the Empire in Salt Lake City. What's the address there again? The address there is 680 South State. Okay. It's on the, on the west side of the road. On the west side of the road. Um, Kitty Corner from the Dragonfly Dispensary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, around the corner though. We didn't talk about, you have a CBD shop. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't, oh, mention, okay. shop. We didn't mention the CBD shop. So we shop. have to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. That's another business you own. Okay. So, so. <laughs> what happened there? A lot of like CBD is, is um, where do a lot of people buy CBD? Where can you get CBD? At and the so, gas station. Gas, <laughs> gas stations and yeah. smoke shops and stuff like that. And I, I just felt like we needed something that was a little more comfortable and something that when people walk in, they have super, super knowledgeable staff that can answer any questions and give them the right product for what they need. And so we did this, uh, we opened this CBD shop. It's in the same building as the Empire in Salt Lake. It's just on like the south side of the, the building right. there. Just on the south side of the building. And that is 
called CBD Plus. And um, so, do you guys have your own brand of CBD in there, no, or, it's, or, or it's, other? It's, this is the only CBD we can sell is what's on the Utah approved list. And so, of course, <laughs> right. This is again <laughs> politics, and mm-hmm. it's kind of disgusting. But um, we, we've brought in vitamins, cool um, stuff like that. And then you have like 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 vape devices there, or actually, you have those at Empire, I guess, too. Yep. All the the stuff to consume medical cannabis, yeah. we have there. And then right next door to that, coming soon. Yeah, what's what's coming <laughs> in the back part? In the back part, we're opening a glass oh, shop. That's right. That's right. You were telling me about that. And so this is, we're actually going to do on-site glass blowing. Nice. We want to offer classes. Uh, perhaps if glass blowing is on your bucket list, you can come and at least cross that off. I, yeah. I'd love to something. learn, man. Do you know how to blow glass? No. Oh, okay. I'm like, wow. Wasn't how that when, when we went do? to uh, go see Tommy Chong that yeah. time? We got to go oh, to this glass so blowing awesome. place in, in California. The little handmade yeah. bong factory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just super neat. It's I'm fascinating. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's just so fun to watch. Yeah. And this, I'm not very artistic. It's not really my thing. So, but the people that blow glass, super beautiful stuff. And we, you know, we plan on making everything there that you can think of. That's awesome. So, with glass. And then the address of the Holy Grill and the coffee shop and then the other empire is? So the empire is 32080 State Road in Pleasant Grove. Right. The coffee shop is 326. It, right next door. Yeah. yeah literally right next door. <laughs> and and right, let, me, yes, let, me, let me get 324. Yeah. Oh. And 322. Are you psychic? <laughs> so... So yeah. go down there and I mean, go visit, go take a drive down to Pleasant Grove and go check out these three shops. Go check out that uh, art by Swirl yeah. and uh, take some pictures. Get and, some coffee, get you know, some barbecue. Let them know, say, hey, you know, I heard you guys on I Am Salt Lake. You know, I heard that podcast. Yeah, of, definitely. Uh, Chrissy has a final question. I don't think we we warned you of this, Rob. So if you don't have okay. if you don't have an answer, then then I won't put this part in. But And, and you kind of did like answered it earlier. So I don't know if yeah. it's the same okay. thing, but. Can you leave our listeners with a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by? Uh, I would, if I could phrase, sum it up into a phrase, I would say, take the risk, take the risk. Because again, even if you, even if you fail, you learn something and people pay for school with money, (laughs) but some things don't cost money. They just cost you a little, little time and experience, time and experience. And so you you don't get rewarded if you don't take risks. Thanks again to Robert Knight for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All of the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with our episode show notes on our podcast website at IamSaltLake.com. And to go straight to this episode, you can type in IamSaltLake.com slash 487 for episode 487. Hey, and while you're on the website, dig through some of that back catalog. I mean, 487 episodes, you guys. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of, of cool conversations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both. A lot of people, conversations. <laughs> it's all good. So yeah, make sure to share some of your favorite episodes as well. Hey, you have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city, support local, and we'll see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy.